Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own sweet song. straightforward as we have a fright on the time but we get the job done we're through to the third round of the FA Cup welcome to Charlton Live So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. I hope you guys are well. My name is uh, Louis Mendez and we'll be looking back at Friday evening's 2-0 victory uh, up at Gateshead in the second round of the FA Cup. Safely uh, in the hat for the third round. Draw coming up on uh, Monday evening. Joining me uh, to discuss that. First up, uh, we've got Mr. Nathan Muller who's uh, thinking about pigs in blankets already. How do you doing, Nathan? Yeah, not bad. Can't beat a good sausage, mate. But I was going to say, wrap anything in bacon and that always improves it. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, love it. Love yeah. it all day long. But yeah, seeing you with a nice bit of Malbec, mate, after making it nice and straightforward on Friday, wasn't it? So yeah, good, mate. Good to hear you both. Yeah, and uh, also joining us to discuss the uh, the cup win on a conference microphone. Uh, he's gone all professional, is uh, is Tom Wanning. How you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, you enjoyed the game on Friday? Uh, missed it, as per. As per usual. Yeah, so. Yeah. No, too busy but... wrapping stuff in bacon or? Not this week, no. No, I left that to Nath. Uh, but uh, obviously pleased with the win. Excellent stuff. So uh, on this evening's show, then we're going to hear the highlights uh, very shortly. We've, of course, got some uh, post-match reaction uh, from the boss, uh, Johnny Jackson. Uh, we've got your tweets and emails on it. We're also going to discuss uh, the food bank that's been uh, collected uh, at the Valley over the next two games. And we're going to hear from Hamza Sarrar, uh, the under-18s boss, after the uh, the young lads progressed uh, into the fourth round of the Youth FA Cup uh, with a 6-0 win uh, over Northampton. We'll look ahead to the Ipswich game as well because it's another big game coming up against a managerless Ipswich side uh, on Tuesday. So plenty to get our teeth into. Uh, before we hear the highlights, then, Nathan, of the game, um, I mean, <laughs> it, it, joking aside, it, it, that, was, uh, that was not the easy game that I think some Charlton fans might have thought it was going to be. And, and uh, if Gateshead's had their shooting boots on on, on, on Friday evening, <laughs> this could have been a very different show that we'd be having this evening. Yeah, they did. Have, they had a fair few chances, didn't they? Um, but I mean, we said on you know we said on Thursday that <clears throat> at the end of the day we've just got to be be professional and try 
you know, try and do what we're good at. And I think at some parts we did. Yeah, there were going to be hairy moments, but there always are again in those sort of cup ties. They're going to have the, the crowd behind them. You know, it's a it's, it's a ground that they're used to, and and um, yeah, they did have quite a few chances, and we did get away with it a little bit. But uh, our name's in the hat, and not theirs. And um, wish them well for the next for the rest of their season because they're doing well. But yeah, it was hairy, but we never do it the easy way, do we? Yeah, certainly didn't. Yeah, and, and I don't know if it came as a surprise, just. Uh... You know quite how good Gateshead were. Um, I mean, if anyone, like we said on Wednesday's show, if anyone had actually seen their home form, probably didn't come as a surprise to us. But uh, if there are any Charlton fans who were in any doubts as to their quality, I mean, we saw it. And, and again, you know, it, it was, Tom, I guess the difference between a, a league side and a non-league side tends to be how calm and cool you can be in front of goal. And, and you know, lucky for, for us, Jaden Stockley and Ben Perrington via Jaden Stockley were. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I said I missed the game. I saw a little bit of it um, before driving up to, to where I am now. So, and the bits I saw, you're totally right. We just had to be be calm and do our thing. And we spoke about it on, on Thursday's show and said, you know, if we do our thing and if we do it right, we are the better side, we've got the better players and we'll win the game. But as you say, it's all about that temperament and about being patient and trusting the process. Um, and we did that. As you say, they did have chances. They didn't make it easy, but... We knew that that was going to happen. Um, but when our chances did come, we took them and we were clinical. And a couple of moments of brilliance from Connor Washington to, to get that first goal. And obviously Stockley putting it away. And then the penalty is... Uh, sorry, it wasn't a penalty, was it? But then the, the second goal as well. So, yeah, all in all, a good good day's work. And the most important thing was just to get through. And that's what we've done. So, uh, yeah, let's see who we get in the next round now. Excellent stuff. Right, well, let's have a listen then to the highlights uh, of the game from Charlton TV. Terry wasn't there. He's celebrating his 60th birthday on Friday. And he's celebrating it again tonight. I think by the time Terry's done with his 60th birthday celebrations, he'll be 61. But uh, So the uh, commentator on his own uh, up at the Gateshead International Stadium uh, was Greg Stubbley. That way for Charlton. On board in the pound, Terry looking for Washington. It's a good pass. Washington controls. Out to Stockley on his left foot. Jaden Stockley with a shot. It's comfortable for Chapman. That's the first real opportunity Tinkler. of the game for either no, side. Ollie. Inside to Scott. A good challenge by Perrington. It's only as far as Ward. To his right is Tinkler. Ball in the pounds here looking for Ward who controls. Goes back and it's a nice turn. Shooting chance. And there's a shot which hits the side netting. You might have heard some celebrations. Calm down Charlton fans. A good opportunity for Gateshead. I think it was Ward the with the back. shot. Loops it long towards Campbell's touchdown. And now Langstaff trying to get behind Perrington on the right-hand side. In the pound here. Ball across goal. Comes to Campbell. Takes a touch. Campbell with a shot. And it's over the bar. And potentially should have done better. Two Charlton players for company. Does well to clear it away. But only as far as Perrington. Forward towards Washington. Who's timed his run to perfection. Washington on the left-hand side. Inside the pound here. Washington. Ball across. Can it find Stockley? It can. And Charlton have the lead. Through their captain, Jaden Stockley, talked about the threat of Connor Washington. He timed his run to perfection, drove the ball in the penalty area, ball across, and Stockley converts, and the Addicts have the lead. Stockley's 12th of the season in Takes all competitions. Towards Stockley, heads it on, but Washington can't get there. It's cleared forward, Dobson can't control, and Ollie picks it up. He's got Scott to his left, it's a chance. Campbell it is, it's a good save from Henderson, Campbell again and drives it wide and again Charlton get away with it, Adam Campbell it was, fed by Ollie and Henderson with his left hand did superbly well to keep out the initial shot, came back to Campbell who should have goal scored kick, and there is the half time whistle, it's after 45 minutes, as Gates said nil, Charlton won, it's not been the easiest game for Charlton so far, Tinkler nutmegs Perrington and gets the ball back. Ollie lets the ball run and it's a shot from Nicholson. It's saved by Henderson and it should have been converted on the rebound by Langstaff and he puts it wide. But Charlton slowed to start the Will second Stockley half. Comes to Gilby inside the penalty area. First time with the shot. It was a difficult chance for Gilby as on the half volley the ball bounced up and Gilby took it first time. Over the bar goes one on one against Nicholson. Jarsimi, step over, right through the cross, deflects back into his path. He's got two for company now. Ball forward in penalty, it's a good one to Gilby. Gilby controls, reverses it to Washington. Connor Washington saved by Chapman. Back to Dobson with a shot, and cleared away. Jarsimi, first time cross towards the near post. It's flicked on, and it's finished by Ben Perrington. 
A man who just can't stop scoring at the moment for Charlton. He read the cross that took a deflection and Perrington with his right foot gives Charlton a second. Across from Jayasimi initially took a slight deflection on his way through a header and Perrington read it and caught it well. And while Gates have had a number of chances through this match, it's Charlton who have the two-goal advantage. Whistle. Elliot Lee steps up, right-footed over the wall and over the bar. Did leave Chapman scrambling for the Chapman scrambling for the it's time being. Forward. It comes off of Gilby on the halfway line, held up by Blackett. The ball forward, looking towards Langstaff. Can he get behind Alera? He can. Langstaff is over the bar, and once more, it's a chance that Gateshead have just wasted to take. Swings in towards the far post and it's a header. It comes off the bar. Henderson with the second save. Comes down. Henderson with the third save. Charlton still struggling to clear and do so through Davison. I couldn't see who got the header. I think it might have been Williamson at the far post. It comes off the bar and Charlton have Henderson to thank again. They're able to clear. To shoot. He won't get a chance to do so. The referee blows for full time. Albie Morgan looks a bit annoyed but Charlton won't care in the end. They're through to... The third round of the FA Cup. You have to give credit to Gateshead, the hosts. They've put in an excellent display. Thank you, Stubbers, for that commentary as uh, the Addicts made their way through to the third round of the FA Cup. Um, yeah, Nathan, it wasn't easy, but, I mean, being clinical is, is, is what we were on the night because we didn't really have a whole host of opportunities, particularly, I think, when um, by the time that, that Jaden scored our opening goal, that was arguably our first clear-cut opportunity of the night, whereas Gateshead had had two or three at that point. But as I said earlier, that that is the difference. I've seen so many cup ties between a non-league side and a league side where the the underdogs, they can create chances, but they they just snatch at them when they get them. And, and, and that was the difference that we saw on, on Friday evening. Yeah, of course it was. I think, um, like you say, they snatched their chances a little bit, Gateshead. But, I mean, if they weren't, you know, if they, if they weren't snatching their chances or, you know, they had a player that was you know, at a league one standard or higher, then he wouldn't be playing for Gateshead. So um, we, we, you can only beat what's, what's in front of you. We, like you said, we took our chances. Hendo made some good saves, um, which obviously tells its own story, um, which I was pleased for Hendo. I'm going off a tangent slightly, but yeah, they're going to have their chances and we did ride our luck a little bit, but you need you need luck in any game of football. And I know we've already said that multiple times, it's about getting into the next round and, because if we do buy a miracle, or I hope we do get a big, big tie away, and we win that game, or going to have be in with a, in the game against the top top side, we're going to need a bit of luck on our side as well, and there'll be so it swings around abouts. And but yeah, it wasn't comfortable to watch. It wasn't, but I was never going there expecting to win five, six, seven, eight nil. So um, because they're doing well, well in the league. So yeah, it wasn't wasn't uh, plain sailing. But Stockers and obviously Washington, two experienced players, done the job in the end. Yeah, because uh, I mean, in terms of a, a strength of side, Tom, um, I, I think I called for it on on Wednesday's show. I wanted to see pretty much a full strength side, although with the caveat that I understood that we have Ipswich coming up Tuesday, so I wouldn't have been shocked if Jack had made a couple of alterations to it. But you know, looking at that team, you'd argue, other than maybe Hendo coming in for McGovery, that it was pretty much the, the strongest side we had available to us. So it shows that Jackson wasn't going to be taking any chances. And considering how much of a game Gateshead gave us when it was our strongest side, it probably turned out to be the right decision. 100%, yeah. And you'd argue, wouldn't you, that Hendo is is probably not far off the, the uh, level of McGilvery. It's just that he's not our first choice. It was, um, I agree with you. Obviously, we did the show Wednesday, not Thursday last week. So one mistake already from me tonight. But um, yeah, I thought when we spoke about it last week, we did say we needed a, a good, strong side. And we thought... Jacko would probably take it a little bit more seriously than Boya had in the past, but I was surprised by just how strong it was. But um, yeah, as you say, it turned out that it was necessary. And as Naif just said there, it was those those sort of star players, if you like, who uh, who rose to the top and, and got the goals and, and got the, the quality moves that put us in front. So yeah, right decision. I mean, we'll have to see how it, how it counts by Sunday once we've played Ipswich and Cambridge back-to-back as well. Um, you know, if we're able to field full strength there, if we don't get any, you know, sort of fatigue injuries or anything like that, then we'll look at it as a good week's work. But obviously, hindsight is a nice thing, so we can't really worry too much about that at this stage. Um, but the most important thing on Friday night was just to get through that round of the Cup, which we did. And as you say, if we'd have played the youngsters, I think... Gates said would have given us a tough, tough test because 
in the the bits of the game that I did manage to catch, they were moving the ball around very nicely. And I know they're a non-league side, but they didn't come across like that at all. So, yeah, I was really pleased that he's taking it seriously. Like Nave says, it would be really nice if we could just get like a nice away day or or a nice big tie in the next round as well, uh, because it's something certainly in my lifetime we haven't really seen. Um, But as I said on Wednesday's show, the league remains our priority and we have to just hope that playing such a full strength side doesn't hinder us in the next two games. But as I say, we can't really tell and we won't know that until after those games have taken place. But uh, yeah, nice to have a manager that takes the cup seriously, for sure. Yeah, and when it came to that opening goal, it was a lovely ball over the top from Ben Perrington into the channel. Um, I think there were some appeals for offside from Gateshead, but Connor seemed to time his run perfectly. Uh, but then we saw that hold-up play that he, that he does sort of sometimes have in his locker, Connor Washington, got to the byline, crossed it for Jaden Stockley, who's never going to miss from there. But, you know, I thought, I, I thought again, it just highlights and is... So frustrating to think earlier on in the season when we didn't have Washington really playing that more central role alongside Jaden because they they play off each other so well and we saw that for the opening goal uh, on 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 Friday evening, Nath. Yeah, I think a lot of people were were that you know were saying that when um, when we were only playing one up top, it was like we were so isolated and there was no there was not enough people in and around Jaden when he did win the flick on or you know if he did hold the ball up, it was there was too much of a gap between our midfield and, and Jaden. And since Connor's come in, he offers you that bit, that bit different, you know, he can go in the channels or he can, if you know, you've got other, other you've got the defenders thinking, well, where's Connor? If you've got Jaden on his own, you know, he's not going to go in behind her. You just play a higher line. And um, with Washington, he, he gives that little bit of a danger and he done well to that run for the first goal. And in fairness, he's done well to square it because he could have tried to, Tried having a pop there, you know, at a tight angle because a lot of a lot of strikers do, you know, quite greedy and naturally. But yeah, great bit of play and uh, nice little header from uh, the old headmaster. Yeah, he's never going to miss from there. Um, I mean, but this obviously came on the back of the fact that we saw Gates had have arguably the better chances of that opening half an hour. Chedwin Scott had, had fired a, an effort into the side netting. Um, and then there was that one for Campbell as well, where he got picked it up from Langstaff's cross at the far side. Again, took a touch and maybe could have hit it first time. But even then, once he's taken the touch, you, you again, you would have fancied him to, to curl that under the crossbar. But these are where we're seeing like a, a Gates head, you know, perhaps caught in the headlights a little bit in terms of their chances to finish and, and firing over. But... As I said earlier, it wasn't an easy ride and it could have been very different if, if Gateshead had, had taken the lead because all of a sudden, if you're behind in a game like that, then that that adds a whole new level of pressure to you, Tom, and, and uh, we, we, we easily could have come unstuck there. Yeah, again, I go back to what we said on Wednesday. We said that first goal was going to be important because I'm sure our players were going to be nervous. They know they're probably the better players. They know that they're expected to win, but that brings its own pressure. So... You come into a game like that and, and as we said, everybody there, apart from the actual Charlton fans, probably wants the other team to win. You know, wants the underdogs. Certainly felt that way with the way uh, that Jermaine Beckford and, and Sam Matterface were commentating. So, yeah, you've got that pressure. And as you say, if you fall behind, that it only ramps up and you start to get those nerves and you start to think, right, we're going to be the headlines in Saturday's newspapers. So you have to get that first goal. And I saw a couple of those chances, that one that uh, the guy put over from the back post, as you say, that was all about composure for them and, and they didn't really have it. And that's probably, again, on the other end of that that pressure spectrum, they're thinking about making the headlines for all the right reasons and maybe just, as you said, I think rabbit in headlights a little bit. But when it came to us, you know, Connor got to the byline, he just didn't panic, he clipped that ball back in and there was Jane Stockley. And as you say, there wasn't much he could do wrong. There was no way that he wasn't going to score that goal. But at the same time, it was just good forward play from us and, and clinical finishing. And and really, that's probably the difference between the two players. You know, I would imagine, I think one of the pundits pre-game said it on the telly, you know, those players at Gateshead probably could play a League One match, but they haven't got the consistency to play it week in, week out, whereas the, the Charlton players do. Um, and that's exactly what happened. You know, when we had our chances, few and far between, we took them. And when they had theirs, unfortunately for them, they snatched at them or they maybe panicked or rushed it. And that was the reason we took the lead. And and as you say, from then on, I was never really too worried. I didn't think we would surrender it from that point forward. Um, but it was all about that first goal. And, and as you say, once that went in, we could maybe just start to relax a little bit. No, I just wonder, I mean, if, uh, again, we're looking at that chance I had at the start of the second half, you know, when Hendo was sort of down well, 
to a shot, but it came straight out to Langstaff, I think it was, and he, and he side-footed it wide from, from close range, Nath. And I mean, there was a few times where you felt like when, if they sort of played the ball behind our, our, our back three and we were chasing it, that we didn't always look comfortable or, or, or sort of down the sides and, and crosses in. Um, I mean, do you read too much into the fact that they did create a lot of chances? So, and, uh, and we'll hear from Jacko in a few seconds. And it is very much a lose-lose situation for them because, you know, they've got through and we're still saying, well, actually, you know, for a Gateshead side who are 61 places, I think it was, below us in, in the pyramid to have this amount of chances, we're asking questions now. Um, you know, am I reading too much into it? You know, this was their effectively and you don't like to use this phrase always their cup final and 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 they did throw everything at the game and so do we just have to accept that they were going to have chances in this game for me i think you do yeah i mean if they were literally absolutely battering us and then we've come away with a with a one one nil sort of go off of jason pierce's bum or whatever then then yeah i could probably say that yeah i could read a bit more into it and going oh it's a bit worrying but they're gonna they're gonna have chances you know like tom said the, you know the chunk players are expected to win. It's probably an experience where they've probably not felt before, where it, they know that everyone wants Gateshead to win. Apart from all the fans all, uh, saluting them, by the way, all the all the chunk fans that went up there, and obviously the the staff. So um, yeah, they're, they're, obviously they'll look over it like they do with any game. They'll review every game and see what they would do if they were too square. Um, but yeah, they're going to have chances. You know, it's still eleven v eleven, and anything can happen, which we all know. And if we get a, a nice glorious tie, hopefully we'll have we'll have some some of those chances going for us if we get a big tie. So yeah, I won't read too much into it, but they've got to understand where where, where it come from, especially the ones where it was too easy for Gates to carve us open a little bit. Mm. Um, I mean, we've got to look at the second goal. Then Perberto Carlos again uh, up there, and uh, I was absolutely baffled when you know for, for all the world it looked like it was Ben's goal. Uh, in real time, and then people started tweeting me saying that's got to be Stockley's. And I was like, he wasn't anywhere near it. I didn't realise he'd taken a touch off him uh, on the way through. But you know, so harsh on Bend. I'm sure he's not the character who mind too much about it. And, and great for Jaden to get another one uh, to his tally. But again, it is all about Ben Purrington's attacking play in this wing back position uh, and getting into those areas, Tom, that Jacko keeps asking him to get into. And and he's he's proving you know much to Nathan's dismay, a real asset in that role. I'm pretty sure he's only doing it because of Nathan as well. So, yeah, cheers for, for winding him up, Nathan. But, um, yeah, it, as you say, obviously the goal goes down as a Stockley goal. Um, and I don't necessarily think that matters. I think for Stockley, that must be something like 10 or 11 in 11. So he's obviously on a good run. And that's what you want from your striker. Um, as you say, for Ben, you know, goals aren't his or shouldn't be his business, although they have been recently. But for him to just be in that position and to be getting forward and even creating chances is exactly what we want from him. So the fact it's not his name on the score sheet as a team, I don't think matters. What does matter is the way he's been playing in recent weeks. And yeah, I, you know, I know we've talked about him as this slightly more defensive player and this and that. I think that's slightly harsh. And I think really the only reason we've ever sort of pigeonholed him or whatever into that kind of mould is because he's been up against the likes of Jada Silva, who's come in, who was clearly an attacking wing-back. And then when Purrington comes in, you're kind of comparing the two players. I don't actually think that Purrington was that far off in terms of getting forward. Uh, it's just that you're comparing him to someone who was much more attacking. Uh, but I definitely think Jacko in particular has kind of let him off the leash a little bit more and given him that licence to get forward. And and Ben Perrington has proven that actually not only can he do it, but clearly he seems to enjoy doing it as well. So for the formation and the style we're playing, it seems to be working really well. And as I say, it doesn't really matter if it's his name on the score sheet or not, so long as it's a chart and goal. And this is the perfect example of that. Um, yeah, I think he's been he's been so good since he's he's been in that position. And uh, yeah, I think we worried a little bit about that left back slot and then Soiree came in and he hasn't really set the world alight. So for Perrington to really make that position his own now, I think even Nafe would have to admit that we've got a bit of confidence in that left back or wing back position now, which we probably didn't have at the start of the season. Mm. And now for the counter argument, Mr. Nathan Muller. That is rubbish. I <laughs> Come on, Nafe. Come on. You've got, you, you, you've got to eat some humble pie with your Malbec now, ain't you? I, uh, no, no, to be fair. Get it down, yeah. Get it down, yeah. I think it was a couple of weeks ago where I did say, like, I'm not going to go back on what I work because that's not who I am. I said a few weeks ago, or probably forever, that I didn't think he gave us anything attacking-wise. He always to go sideways or he never went forward. But 
since he's come in, I can't deny, and I'm delighted for it, by the way, because obviously we're winning. But he's been he's improving and he's getting in right position and needs a lot of credit for that. And I'll be the first to say, like, it's, I'm delighted, yeah. I may be, well, am I being proved wrong? Probably, because I didn't think he had it in his locker to get forward and score goals and chip in with assists, but he is. But, um, yeah, no, if Jack, I think the wing-back role does suit him a lot better than a, maybe a left-back of a four, because I don't think he's that sort of galloping, overlapping fullback. But... Mm. With the wing back role, he's definitely got a lot more license, and um, he's popping up in the right areas. And uh, that's what I said on Twitter the other day: just shove him up front. He seems to be doing the job. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly up there. I mean, it, it was a big game for Deji Eleraway um, on 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 Friday night. Um, and again, I mentioned a couple of times I felt like we got turned a little bit, and there's a couple of times he was chasing. There was one where, uh, in real time, and I was sat sort of in, in and amongst where the Gateshead fan was. It looks like he may have been holding. The striker, although apparently on the replay it was like actually the other way round. But you know, it was a, it was a tough evening for him, Tom. And these are the sort of evenings, uh, you know, especially for a youngster who hasn't really been out on loan properly in in, in a national league or a, or a national league south side uh, to, to get some of that experience. And I think he would have learned a lot coming out of that game on on, on Friday night, Tom. Huge amount, yeah. And that incident you talk about is is one of those sort of prime moments that for a young player it's it's huge for him because. He's obviously played a couple in the in the pizza trophy and he's he's played the odd game here and there, but even those I don't know if he played against the under twenty ones or against the, the sort of men's sides in, in that tournament, but it's very different. The FA Cup, I know Gateshead are where they are in terms of their, their league or non league position, but he's still playing against men. You know, that they've got um the uh the player coach in charge, you know, used to play for Newcastle. These are these are proper footballers. And so to come up against players like that and that incident you talk about, you're right, it was the striker who was pulling him initially. But those sort of grapples and those sort of battles, he's going to have to get used to. I remember, you know, we always said that Joe Gomez starting at, at somewhere like Charlton, you know, cutting his teeth in a league where you have to be physical like that was always going to serve him well. So, yeah, I don't think it's as easy as saying, look, we pick Deji because it's only a cup game and therefore there's less pressure on him. It's on the telly. He's against, you know, as I say, some strong, hardened professionals. It's still a very difficult game for him to cope with. And I thought, as you say, there were there were little moments, but I thought on the whole, he handled himself very well. And he's somebody, particularly with the amount of injuries we've got at the back at the moment with Lavelle and, and, and Pierce and, and everyone at the, at the back and Innes, obviously, who've been struggling, then, you know, we might need to call upon him over the, the rest of the season. And Jacko needs to know that he can trust him and I think a game like this was a nice mix of you're playing against lower league opposition, so that's a positive, but you're also playing against good, hard and professionals, so that's quite a tough ask. So I think for him to come out of that game with a clean sheet and, and with those incidents like that one we mentioned where actually he handled himself and he was able to stand up to it, I think that only serves him well. Um, and as I say, with particularly with the, the winter period and games coming thick and fast, I imagine we'll need him at times. And uh, I think he's proven that he can be relied upon. Hmm. Now I, I've never got an exact number of the amount of fans that went up there, but it was, it was between three and four hundred, I reckon, addicts fans uh, at the international stadium in Gateshead. Um, like, I mean, it, I, I came back Saturday morning, saw a couple on my train, but you know, if, if anyone who went on the coach, dread to think what time they got back to South London. But you know, it, what what an effort from from some of those supporters, Nathan, who, who made the way up there. Uh, and, and duly rewarded with what I thought was a very entertaining cup game. You know, what it wasn't all our own way, certainly. Yeah, hats off to every single one of them. You know, like I think when the results come out, I think we were, obviously we were talking, weren't we, on WhatsApp, looking at train prices, hotel prices, and everything. And I just couldn't really stomach doing um, doing a coach up there again since at the time we beat Newcastle one 0 back in the Premier League days. I said I'd never get a coach there ever again because it was very painful for me. Um, but yeah, like hats off to every single one of them, um, and I'm glad they obviously got a got a uh, got a nice little win around it. If we do get a nice um, a nice tie away next, obviously I think all 300 or more or whatever should get a priority and get those ones first. But I know that'll put me out of it, but never mind. <laughs> but no, yeah, it was it's nice to see them up there, and it's a long way, cold, far away from the pitch. And but the main thing is that they went there to see us win, and you know that's what we did. Mm. And we just uh, have a word as well for Gateshead. You know, as I said, I think they're they're fifth in their league uh, ahead of the weekend. Uh, if they'd won their games in hand, as it stood, uh, they would have gone top. So, and we can see why. I mean, they play a, they play a great brand of football. Uh, their home form is excellent. Uh, Mike Williamson, the, the gaffer there, is obviously 
got them got them playing well, um, and and their fans were brilliant as well. Everyone I spoke to up there was uh, you know excited. It's nice to see as people excited to play Cheltenham, but you know more more so they were just excited to see the heat in 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 the, in the second round of the cup with a chance to get through to the third. And you know after all their ownership problems over the last couple of years, and we spoke with the Heat Army guys uh, on Wednesday's pod. Uh, it's, you just absolutely have to wish them all the best, Tom. Totally, yeah. I thought the uh, the interview you did with them um, on last week was was spot on and, and I learned a lot about that. I wasn't aware of the all the ownership troubles and stuff. So when you learn about that and you see the way, as you say, they were with our fans and everything, you know, they, they seem like a, a decent club and, and you wish them well. And yeah, this was probably, as you said earlier, their cup final, although like you, I don't like using that phrase, but you know, it was a big game for them and it just felt like a proper FA Cup tie, you know, to to go to a ground like that against a team like that. Obviously for Charlton to win made a nice change, but yeah, all around it, I just thought was uh, was just a good FA Cup tie, and as you say, the brand of football they play. I can't imagine there's many down there that play like that. But again, as I say, that's that that Premier League experience, and that's that knowledge. And he's got them playing a nice brand of football. And yeah, as you say, with the the games in hand they've got, they might go on and get out of that division at the end of the season as well. So uh, yeah, all in all, as I say, certainly from a Charlton side, just a good evening all round. Excellent stuff. Right, then let's hear from the Addicts caretaker boss, Johnny Jackson. He came out to speak to us after the cup tie with Gateshead, and this is what he had to say about Yeah, it. and obviously that's that's the most important thing. We said just coming here that, that we need to be in that hat for the third round, and we've done that, but you're right in what you say. It, it, it wasn't an easy night's work. They're a good side, and they caused us a lot, a lot of problems on the night, but we're through, and obviously that's, that's the most important thing. You made it clear that you weren't going to underestimate them with your, your team selection. That's pretty much the strongest you could have put out there. Yeah, no. I mean, I've been saying it all along that, that I was going to take take this game and these opponents very seriously, and uh, I think it's, it's a good job that I did because I mean we put we put a really strong side out there, and uh, they've caused us a lot of issues on the night, and uh, we've got the win, but it wasn't without you know it wasn't without its uh, its problems. You certainly needed that goal to settle you down in the first half because they'd had a couple of openings by that point. Yeah, and I knew they'd start well. We we had to we had to be ready for that. They got great home form. Um, and we knew that they'd, you know, come out and, uh, and have a right go at us, and they did start bright. Uh, those games, these games can be like that. And you, you, the first goal obviously does settle us down, and then we start passing it. But, you know, we, I felt like we could have done it kind of earlier and, and more throughout the evening, really. But um, yeah, these these are always difficult games. So I was going to ask you about Ben Perrington's extreme goal scoring form, but apparently the second one's come off Jaden. Yeah, I just heard that. Um, like from the bench, it just looked like Perrant had, had done what Perrant does and just popped up in his in his little back post position and he's got good movement in the box. He knows where to be, he knows where the ball's going to land and it looked like a good finish, but apparently, yeah, just got a little nick off Jaden on the way through. Obviously, um, you know, when you come to a side like Gateshead, you are flying. I guess when they come out, you can sort of unsettle your side a little bit and is that, is that how it felt at stages in this game? Because, as we said, they did have their chances tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's going it to be a lose-lose situation, kind of, because obviously we're expected to win. Um, but you know you're very rarely going to come here and blow them away out of sight because just because of the nature of the games Friday night under the lights and, and they're a good side they're a good side they've got some good players uh, they play the right way I was really impressed with how they, how they try and play football and, uh, and they had a few chances to score didn't they and obviously now looking forward to the, to the third round you've got your eye on what sort of draw you'd like to have I know you're an Arsenal fan is that up there yeah, I'd be lying if I said Arsenal away wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be something special, and I think it'd be a great occasion for for, for my players, for for the supporters, uh, something like that. So, um, but yeah, you know, we'll take we'll take whoever whoever, whoever we get. Uh, big or small, we'll be taking it very seriously like we did tonight. And it is a quick turnaround now until Ipswich. And we just say you might have had that game at your back of your mind, so you did start making a few changes. But the most important thing was getting through and then concentrating on the Ipswich game after, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, we had to get through the tie. Uh, We've done that. I would have liked maybe to be a bit more comfortable. Could have made some changes, uh, maybe a bit earlier in the game. But obviously at two 0 and they're only a chance away from being, being right back in it. So. Um, we, yeah, we managed to get some changes in the end. Got you know, got got Elliot off, got Albie on the pitch, and uh, looked after him a little bit. You know, looked after Connor at the end there as well. So um, yeah, I think we can be pleased with our nice mate. Those fans getting back on the coach might might be owned by the Ipswich game as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a long way, isn't it? It's a long way. They might as well stay up, make a weekend of it. Uh, that's what I do. I think that's what I do. But uh, yeah, I just want to again thank them for their support. Brilliant to see so many of them here. A uh, long, long way from South East London, isn't it? So to have their support, uh, fantastic as always. Cheers. 
obviously when you come to a non-league club a lot of people think you're going to be facing a big front man long ball were you surprised by Gateshead's style of play? I wasn't because I'd, I'd, I'd watched them I'd watched them I'd done my homework and I knew what that was about um, I think it's really really impressive the way that, that Mike's got them playing uh, I said that to him at the end there it's, it's you know, credit to him and, and his coaching staff and, and their players as well and their supporters you know they got right behind them it was, I think they they're doing a lot of things right and I'm glad that, that they're doing well in the league uh, playing that, that type of type of style and hopefully they can get promoted Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There, heads it away. Can Lee pick it up? Yes, he can. Ahead of Kamara now sends Washington on that right hand side. He's in space. Washington into the area. He goes. Can he drill it home? Yes, he can. Oh, Connor Washington put John Toomey up. And could that be the game? A lovely ball out. Connor Washington on the run. Burstow is in the middle. But Connor Washington drills it home. Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. That was Johnny Jackson we heard there just before the break. Um, chatting about the win up at Gateshead. Uh, very complimentary of the heed uh, as, as we were ourselves just before uh, the break. I mean, we haven't... didn't bother asking him for an update on his job because I've asked him about two times a week uh, for what feels like a month now, Nathan. But, um, you know... That would have done him no harm. It would have it would have been bad, I guess, if we'd gone on to lose that. Um, I mean, obviously, we understand he's still in sort of negotiations with Thomas to get this contract sorted. And by the time you listen to this, maybe it will be sorted, and hopefully it will be. But um, yeah, he's um, he, he, again. We, we've probably said it every, every show for a, a number of weeks now. But the transformation over the last six weeks is, is something incredible. From you know an absolute ragtag outfit into a, a professional football club once more, and 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 it just, we're just hoping now this is the start of really something special under Jacko. Yeah, of course. I think, you, like you said there, we've, you've seen, um, obviously, not an only an upturn in terms of results. I know we had a couple of sticky ones up at uh, Morecambe and Shrewsbury, but the way, the way we're playing, it's a lot better. It's better to watch. We look like we can, we're actually going to win a game of football nowadays. Um, everything seems to be working. Uh, I feel I feel for him a little bit with the sort of injuries in the in the defensive line a little bit, but he's doing what he can, and he's and he's he's getting a tune out of them. And um, yeah, I think it will be a travesty if he doesn't get it. I don't know. For all we knows, it might be that Thomas does want him to have it, and it could just be you know, terms and conditions. I don't know, but he'll be mad not to get it. Um, but again, I always look around and go, well, who else is who else are you going to get? You know, like Jack Jack knows the players, he knows their strengths, their weaknesses. It just makes sense. So it's, winning that game doesn't do him any harm, um, and hopefully we get with two two home games coming up, we can put more pressure on for him to get the job full time, which mm. I, surely is not too far away. Yeah, I mean, I asked Jacko if uh, you know for an idea of what sort of team he wants in the third round. Uh, obviously, I put into him about Arsenal with that being his side. Um, but I mean, have, have you got an idea of what sort of draw you want in mind, Tom? Um, I'd, big club away or at home would be good. Another non-league side away would also be sort of spirit of the cup, I guess. But you know, what what sort of thing have you got in mind? 
selfishly, I'd love to do Liverpool away. Um, I've always wanted to go to Anfield. I never managed to go when we were in the Premier League. So I'd love that opportunity. Um, I think, yeah, a big away day somewhere at one of the Premier League grounds. Again, purely selfishly, because I didn't really get to go to those away games when I was kind of growing up as a Charlton fan that would be um that would be amazing for me and and if not as you say then then someone non-league what the just the worst is when we get someone from our own league particularly if we've just played them a week or two earlier or after because yeah, it's just boring in it so even I'd take a championship side or, or a league two side just somewhere that we haven't been before so we can go to a new ground uh, and obviously if you get someone like that there's all the more chance of you getting through again to another round so yeah, uh, ideal would be a, a big Premier League away day, but if not, then someone, just someone new or someone different that we haven't played for a while would be nice. Not yeah. Huddersfield or MK or someone like that that we keep always getting. Yeah, we just draw an MK, haven't we, in the in the uh, Pepperoni exactly. Trophy? Which yeah. I, I was, after all the excitement of Tuesday night and thinking, actually, we're only three games from Wembley, I completely forgot that draw happened and you had to look uh, today to find out who we were playing. <laughs> I completely forgot that was going on. Nathan, I mean... Uh, the distraction of a cup run has been a problem in years gone by. Obviously, as we said the other day, it's not like we're flying in the league. Um, mm. we, we, we're hoping to play a bit of catch-up, but it is nice to have a little cup run. So it's not the end of the world if we get a, a winnable game and just to see how far we can get in the competition. No, yeah, and similar to Tom, really. I think if we've got a, a you know, an inverted commas, a winnable game, then, you know, fair enough. Um, but as we saw on... On Friday, that even though Gateshead was a winnable game, it wasn't plain sailing, and every game's going to be difficult. But again, I've been—it's been a few years now since. Obviously, I used to follow us away from home in the Premier League, so it will be nice to go and do that again. I like to see and go and see, um, like Tom, maybe Liverpool, Man City, just to see Pep or Jurgen teams play because really love how they do it. Um, maybe even a United. Cause last time I saw Ronaldo when he had that bit of spaghetti air. Down the, when he was down the valley last time but yeah I mean whatever's going to happen is going to happen we will get Huddersfield or a Reading at home probably but yeah if we can, if we advance great if we don't you know if we get Man City we ain't going to go up there expecting to win it's going to be for the day out and just to go and experience uh, watching a team like that mm, yeah I mean if it is uh, Ronaldo I do think we should see if we can get Radistan Kishishev out of retirement uh, just to give him another kick in as well. Right, let's have a look at some of the messages uh, that have come in uh, during the week. Uh, Alan says, fair play to Gateshead. Uh, they played really well. I think that we were a little shocked at how much they pressed us. Uh, it could have been a different game if we'd uh, not put out a strong team. I want a smaller team uh, so we can use uh, squad rotation as Xmas fixtures uh, will take it out of us and then get a bigger team. Uh, in the round after. Uh, Paul says, a special shout out to the intrepid 17 that went up on the club coach. Uh, as I woke up in my hotel room in Newcastle on Saturday, I was pleased I wasn't on one of the 17 going back. Yeah, I was the same. Like, So I was I was up early in, in Newcastle. I was up at seven to, to get home on the, the train just before eight. And I was wondering, like, I wonder if the coach is actually home yet. And if, if it was, it probably wouldn't be have been back that long. I mean, if there's anyone going back to Larkfield, they're probably getting back about now, aren't they? To how long they uh, it takes them to get back. Right, Craig says that uh, he'd played some good football, uh, but it's difficult to look good as the bigger team in that situation. Hoping for a big team away, uh, or a big team or away to Palace or Millwall in the third round. I rate Deji, but I think he needs to develop. Uh, I would be keeping him away from the uh, Ipswich front line. Uh, on Tuesday. Interesting stuff. Right, next one comes from Steve in the email. In the emails, uh, professional performance uh, from the boys, helped by some non-league finishing from the Heat. Uh, the worst performance of the night by a country mile came from Jermaine Beckford. Verbal diarrhoea, uh, cliche-ridding dross, uh, no real insight and couldn't even be asked to do his homework, uh, unable to pronounce players' names and only realising that Jason Newell was part of the Attic setup uh, when he spotted him on the touchline in the second half. Good to see uh, Graham Stewart, though, uh, but straight red uh, for Jermaine Beckford. Right, coming in, Nate. How bad was it then because obviously I wasn't listening to the to the commentary but I was getting tweeted requests for me to go and somehow shut them up at some point so I mean my my assumption was you know and I've watched hundreds of these little FA Cup games on ITV or BBC where it's a a non-league team against uh, a league one league two team and the reason you're watching it is because you want the non-league team to win and that's the reason ITV were there so I was wondering if maybe our fans were being a bit over precious about them appearing to perhaps favor the idea of an upset but was it really that bad were they were they throwing dart balls at Johnny Jackson in the commentary or anything like that <laughs> or darts I should say <laughs> no, I throwing a like... dart board would be harsh <laughs> but maybe darts in <laughs> <laughs> throwing a dart board but yeah I know, I know what you mean but uh, like you said 
the whole reason that ITV were there were for, were for the, the potential giant clean. They didn't go, oh, Gateshead and Cholton, that's going to be a blinding bit of stuff to watch on the eye. Um, we'll put that on. So, But I can also understand, like, he wasn't, he, he, you could just tell it was obvious that, you know, that he wanted them to win. And you know what, you're supposed to be, um, as a commentator, sort of unbiased, right, which is a bit rich coming from me. So I can't really say anything because when I've done it, um, I've not been unbiased at all, but I just think, like for me, when I saw they come out of a video after, I thought, what are you doing that for? You know, like I, I didn't lose any sleep over it, but I can, at the t at the same time, it was a little bit annoying. But you, do you know what I mean? It, they are the underdog, and if we, you know, if we played Man City away and Beckford was on it and he was going, oh, go on, Cholton, like we wouldn't be complaining. Do you know what I mean? So it's, I can see where people were getting the ump, but for me, I was just like, I don't really care it's irrelevant to me like I didn't see the need for him to come out and apologise and I wasn't really offended but each to their own and we won anyway so he didn't get the giant killing did he so Nate's clearly forget right. in the moment that uh, Beckford punched Johnny Jackson in the face and said I hate Charlton so uh, and then threw that dartboard at him yeah was, he's terrible he's that bit. is that why he came out and did the apology video <laughs> I think so yeah I mean, was it that bad Tom I mean obviously Sam Matterface was commentating from ITV and at one point apparently Gates had nearly equalised despite the fact it was 2-0 yeah, I think yeah. So my problem was was more with Matt Face. Um, Beckford, like Nave said, he maybe hadn't done as much research as you would have liked, or made a couple of errors, and was certainly rooting for the underdog. And I don't blame him for that bit of at all. But he's also very inexperienced in his job and learning the game. Matt Face, on the other hand, has been promoted to ITV's lead commentator despite the fact he's terrible and was just making making basic errors. Now, look, I've done the odd bit of commentary for for Charlton, obviously. Um, and I'm sure I've made mistakes. I'm sure Terry and Greg make the odd mistake, but he's a professional. He's getting paid a lot of money, I imagine, to do his job. And for him, for me, it was inexcusable. But uh, Beckford, I can kind of let off. Um, so, yeah, you know, if if you're going to be on telly, you have to put up with the commentators, don't you? There's, I'm sure there's not a commentator in the world, apart from maybe, uh, I don't know, Peter Drury or Barry Davis back in the day that everybody likes. So you've just got to... Uh, accept some criticism but there's a reason that some commentators get more criticism than others uh, and i'll put it that way mm, excellent stuff right next uh, message uh, comes in from oliver says massive fan of the podcast cheers oliver uh, on the victory over gates can we talk about how good akin famewo was uh, he he played really well uh, i think it will go underrated that was from ollie what did you make of akin's uh, performance on on friday night nathan i yeah i, I thought akin done really well i really do i think at the start of the year um, he seemed to be a shadow of a player that we did see him, in my opinion. Uh, not saying he was rubbish, but um, I just didn't think he was as at that level um, where we've previously seen him. But since the last few few weeks, I think he's been brilliant. He seems like he's got stronger. He's reading of the games a lot better. Um, he seems to carry the ball a lot more, which you know is is confident and he's he's good at that. And he can do the odd crossfield ball. So, but yeah, I think we've. You know, with um, Akin being sort of looked to really by Deji as the sort of senior pro, and you know, because let's not—I don't know how many appearances Akin's had in his career, but he's not—he's not a seasoned professional now, so he's not over had like three hundred games or whatever. So he's still fairly new-ish to the game as well. And I thought he—he he helped Deji along the way. And listen, they've got—they've got a clean sheet, didn't they? So uh, he's done very well, and he's done—he's done very well in um, in the league as well. Mm, excellent stuff, right? Phil says, "Hi guys, job done. Exactly what we wanted. Stronger side uh, than I expected, but thought they played the game as required. A bit of pressure at the back, but with three on three, that was bound to happen. I would like a Championship side or a mid-table Premier League side at home to see how far we have come. One of the the big boys could be demoralising if we were on the wrong end of a big score. Although it may be unlikely if we stay disciplined, it is still possible. Tuesday will." Will be interesting with managerless Ipswich coming to the valley. Bit of a strange decision as they currently sit four places and four points above us, having had a slow start and with so many new faces. Surely a defeat to Barrow from League Two can't uh, justify that sort of reaction with League One status presumably still being uh, their priority. It was a draw. It wasn't even a defeat as well. It was a draw, wasn't it, with, with Barrow? Right. Two victories this week is probably our last chance to have any possibility of reaching the playoffs cheers for that Phil yeah and we're going to be talking about that Ipswich game in a few moments time McSquared said it was very much a case of job done third round here we come on Friday and for once we won live on the box the match uh, went pretty much as I'd expected Gateshead started full throttle through everything they had at us but didn't have enough quality to cause us serious problems 
it was a very scrappy match, unsurprisingly, and Gateshead gave a good count in themselves. Uh, but at the end, our, our superior class prevailed. There were inevitably a few hairy moments. Generally speaking, the longer the match went on, the more in control we were, and a giant killing never really looked on the cards. It was by no means our best performance of the season, but ultimately it never had to be, uh, and uh, solidity was sufficient in the circumstances. If Nigel Satkins had still been in charge, it's a match we probably would have lost. However, he wasn't, and with the J team now at the helm, banana skins are looking extremely unlikely. Uh, we're playing with the confidence to give anyone a good game. In the third round, promotion still has to be the priority, but a cup run won't do us any harm either. Uh, provided we don't pick up too many injuries. We're still in the Pizza Cup too, of course, uh, but we can use that to give our reserves an under-23 a game. Even then, uh, we're unlikely, uh, extremely unlikely to be on the end of a hiding as the players are giving their all. After two wins in the space of a few days and Stockton now back to lead the line, we can go into the next home league game matches uh, with renewed vigour. Come on, you Reds. He says, let's hope that Adam Shearer uh, was impressed too. Excellent stuff. Right, it wasn't just in the uh, Senior FA Cup. Uh, that the Addicts got some progression this week. There was an under-18s Youth Cup uh, game up at Northampton on Saturday. Uh, the Addicts winning by six goals to nil with Daniel Canoe scoring a hat-trick. Uh, Jason Adigan, Miles Lieburn and Tyrese Campbell also on the score sheet as well. Under-18s boss Hammer, uh, Hamza Sarrar uh, was uh, asked the, the question after the game uh, on his performance, uh, of his size performance against Northampton in the Youth Cup. Yeah, I thought the performance was really good considering that we've prepared for them to play a back three. Uh, but they've surprised us with a back four. Uh, we also prepared for them to play out from the back a bit more, so we set up some traps to press. But uh, surprisingly, they just went long. Credit to the boys, they've adapted quickly and found a way how to, um, how to regain the ball centrally and then go on counter-attacking. Uh, a bit frustrating in the first half with the deep block. I thought we got the ball in good areas, some good crosses but not clinical enough or we didn't find our number nine enough. Uh, we adjusted that a little bit in the second half by being a bit more patient uh, and trying to pull them out of the 18-yard the zone to then go and attack the space. Uh, so really pleasing with the performance and, of course, the results. Uh, not just the result as well. I mean, especially the first half. The, the fir- I mean, the first goal started at the back, involved m- many players in the, on the pitch as well. That must be good when you see a goal come to fruition like that. Oh yeah, of course. Like we do a lot of work in terms of patterns of play and how do we play out uh, without two number eights running in behind or coming inside. So we do a lot of work, and when you see it like this in a game like that, and it comes off, uh, it's really pleasing. Not just for myself, of course, but for the whole team and it gives us more belief in what we do day in, day out, and hopefully we'll just keep that momentum going. And uh, through to the next round of the of the Youth Cup, this is a competition that the club really want to progress well in it. Yeah, of course. I mean, we we just I said this to the boys from day one, we're here to win, and we, we need to develop that winning mentality. We have our saying in the academy of... Um, we live and die by this saying, which is uh, you have to have a, a, a desire to win that is greater than the fear of losing. And that's our desire to win every single thing. And at the moment, we're in a run to win all three competitions or four competitions. And we'll just keep doing so um, until hopefully we win whatever is in our way. So There we go. Progression then to the next round of the Youth Cup. Uh, six. Now, I mean, there's, there's some names in there. That Daniel Canu seems to be picking up a lot of goals now, Nathan. I don't know if you, you watched a lot of the under-18s, but it, it, it's... It's it's been a a pattern over the last few years. We always seem to be bringing players through, and and I mean, Canu's up there. Adigun always seems to do well. Tyrese Campbell, I remember being impressed by him uh, in 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 years gone by as well. So there, there's certainly some some uh, some hope, hope, hopeful uh, hopeful players coming through in the next few years. Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously, Danny Daniel Carnu tuck in again. You know, he's been banging him in. Um quite a lot recently and trying to keep it keep it sort of quiet I suppose so there's no other sort of clubs out there with a higher cat status that they can he can go to but um, yeah no he's done well like you said Jason Adigan always you know he's, he um, played well last year when they had the little run um, and obviously Tyrese Campbell can play out wide or play through the middle so we've got some players we have got some players and it's that what is it that um, conveyor belt that we always seem to have and um it's always nice watching them, you know. We can't; they're not always streamed. Um, but yeah, no, we've got some good players, and it's if, if if it's ever, you know, streamed live and you're not doing anything, it's definitely worth something to watch because who knows? Because when if you, if you watch, remember seeing Joe Gomez that level, Jordan Cousins was at that level. 
Um, and it's always saying in a few years they might be playing in the first team, and I hope they do. Excellent stuff. Right, talking about first team, obviously we've got Ipswich coming up on Tuesday evening at the Valley. Um, I mean, we do need to sort of get back on track. A couple of games without a win now in the league since that that 2-0 victory over Plymouth uh, last time out of the Valley. Um, obviously, we had the uh, the defeat at Shrewsbury and, and, and chucking away a two-goal lead at Morecambe. So we do sort of need to get back to winning ways and no better way to do it against uh, a managerless Ipswich side who have, you know, gone, uh, you know, turned out a lot of results well below expectations this level, Nave, uh, or, or Tom, I should say. And, and I mean, uh, the, the fact they've just sacked Paul Cook, will that play a significant part in this? You never really know what to expect with a, a team who are managerless, do you? Yeah, it's um, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I think it's probably come too soon for them to make uh, too many changes. As I've said several times on this show, a lot of my family and, and my partner's family are Ipswich fans and so I was speaking to them last night and they said that with the amount of money they've spent, really, that's just been kind of a hanging over his head and, and the results haven't been there. And I think from the sound of it, he's a bit stubborn, a, a little bit like Nigel Adkins, really, just unwilling to change his, his formation and, and stuck to something that he trusted. And he changes his voice more often than he changes his <laughs> formation. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong there. And I think, um, yeah, it hasn't yielded the results they need. I know they're a little bit above us, but not by much. And... Yeah, I think uh, he certainly wasn't as surprised as I was um, that that he'd been sacked this quickly. It seemed like a bit of a shock to me, but speaking to the family, they were they weren't as surprised. As I say, I think it's probably come too soon for anybody else to put too much of a stamp on it. Just got to hope that they don't get their new manager bounce. And obviously, the valley's going to be full again, or pretty full, like it was for that Plymouth game. So yeah, you've got to hope we've had that little wobble away from home. We're back on home soil. We're going to have a big home crowd. We are coming off the back of a win, albeit against a non-league side. So, yeah, if we can um, if we can get a result there, then hopefully we'll look back at that Morecambe and Shrewsbury game as just a tiny little wobble and nothing more. Mm, yeah, I mean, in terms of team news, I think Piercy's got an opportunity to be back in this one. Whether he comes in to start uh, is another matter. But having played pretty much a full-strength side at Gateshead on Friday, obviously it's just that extra day's rest that could help, Nathan. Um, are there too many changes you'd like to see brought in for this, for this game with, with Ipswich at the Valley? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's much room for changing things for the sake of changing it. I think even before the gate said, I know we didn't have the the right results against Shrewsbury and Morecambe, but we had you know that that midfield three were playing well. Parrotton's playing well. Um, you know, Sean Clare's playing well, but you know he's doing a job there at centre half at the moment, playing really well. You know, he probably doesn't like playing there. Um, he'll probably just say the usual of I'm helping the team and stuff, which is right enough, but. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any need to change it, really. I think Stockers and Washington's obviously picked themselves for me. Um, so, yeah, I think the main one, really, is going to be if Deji plays um, or if Piercy comes in. Because when you look at you look at Ipswich's side, they've got some players all over the park, let alone up top, um, who can hurt you regardless of where they are in the league. And they, were off a, you know, they didn't manage to beat Barrow. So they've still got match winners in that team and who can really hurt us. So... I don't know, I think that's the only position I'm wondering really is if Deji's going to play or Piercy, but I don't who's actually who's do you know who's taken over it? Switch? I don't know if, ain't Francis Jeffers there as coach. I don't no, know if he's Franny, taken Franny it. Jeffers was was going to move on as well. Um, I think who's do you know's there? No, I was going to try and get it up. He was one. Of, he was one of like the uh, the backroom staff. I think I saw oh, he was right. going to take over. I need to get that up that in front been, of him. Francis Jeffers as manager. I never saw that coming. Yeah, you'd struggle to see you'd struggle <laughs> to see that happen, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, at the moment, yeah. In fact, no, they they haven't even confirmed who's going to be taken over. Yeah, so that's why I can't remember the name because they never confirmed who it's going to be. So um, extensive search. So they said I will communicate more to the media and our supporters on Monday. So I guess either we'll find out a new manager or at least a, a caretaker manager in time for Tuesday's game. But you know, we saw with Jackson, it is possible to to get some ideas across very quickly. Uh, we just have to hope that doesn't happen. I think um, my again my partner's dad said McGreal, who was the Colchester United manager, has joined them as coach recently. So he thinks he'll be taking over tomorrow night. Whether that's long term or not, I don't know. So uh, 
yeah, interesting to see what happens, well, I guess. He won't be getting the job long term after the addict smack Ipswich 10-0 uh, on Tuesday night, certainly. Right, we've uh, come to the end of this week's chat on Life. Thanks to all of you uh, who got involved with the show. Um, we just need to point out as well, um, the Food Bank is going to be collecting uh, at the Valley Greenwich Food Bank uh, for the next two games. Uh, the game on, on Tuesday against Ipswich and then on Saturday uh, against Cambridge United. So make sure uh, you bring down some, some items uh, for that. Um, the, the sort of thing, what kept, the, There was a list of things that they sort of need you guys to bring. Uh, ketchup was on there as well this year, this year. So make sure you bring loads of bottles of ketchup and uh, check out the Charlton website for, for more details of exactly uh, the sort of items they need. But that's a Greenwich food, ca- uh, food bank coming down. Fruit juice, ketchup, biscuits, uh, sugar, chocolate bars. There's plenty more uh, items on that list as well. So make sure you bring down... Uh, some of those and, and uh, donate generously uh, to the Greenwich Food Bank for the game coming up on a Tuesday and on Saturday. Right, so yeah, thanks to those of you who've listened. Thanks to everyone who's got involved. Thank you to Tom and Nate for joining me this week. Cheers, lads. Cheers, mate. Good to speak to you both of you. I'm Louis Mendez. We'll be back on Thursday to look back at the game with Ipswich and ahead to the game uh, with Cambridge. We'll see you then. Charles and Charles and